right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We are live tonight after taking a day off for Halloween. We needed it because there was a lot of uh, hard work and exhaustion that went into Friday's show. I know a lot of people, you know, think it's uh, an easy task to be playing in the realms that we were playing. And I don't really think they're bad realms, actually. I mean, I, I would consider Dr. Heldor a tulpa more so than I would a demon or any other creature that people want to make up. And that's the thing, see, I... There's a struggle here. I, I think it's a, a struggle between what I know and what some people think they know. And well, what I mean is, you know, when people share thoughts, when they when they speak to each other, or when they can conduct that is, you know, they, they do something that would be um, frequently repeated over and over. They repeat something over and over again, and they repeat it so much that they believe it, and it becomes automatic. And it's basically a habit. It's a social habit. I keep saying things over and over again to keep telling myself that something that this is something when it, when it's absolutely not what it is, and I get that all the time when you know we talk about Ouija boards and we talk about tarot cards, we talk about all that stuff. Well, a lot of these habits when people start speaking about things they know nothing about, they they become they eventually fade away. They become invisible, invisible. They become uh, unspeakable. They come. They get part of. They get, you get. You throw them in the back, and you just take for granted. You can always grab that from nowhere and and say your opinion and walk away. But habit, using the word habit, habit is a plain and clear word, and a social habit extends the meaning. Uh, social habits are either something we choose to do or something we see someone else do and we mimic them, or it's like being the hundredth monkey somehow. You know, picking up on something that is hidden in the zeitgeist. For example, the, uh, in the inconsequential realm of clothing fashions, men are now wearing tight leg fitting pants. And, and it seems normal to a lot of people, just as those pants, what, loose pants, back when we used to wear loose pants. Loose pants in the past, now it's tight pants now. I mean, and it's just going to change again. And a new or old social fashion habit will replace it, and most will go with it. Either way, if you choose, you lose or, or win, depending on 
whether or not you follow the fashions of dress, which mean little or much, depending on whether you interpret them symbolically as signifying more than their appearances present. It's true. All ideas, language, usage, and behavior become second nature until they're not. We also can now count on algorithms that force us into choices that we never really have thought about, whether it's buying a product uh, on the internet, choosing a candidate for office. Sometimes we're so caught up in our traditional ideas about something that we forget we, we, we forget that things have changed. And, they're, and now that we have a better understanding of things, you know, it's tend to, we, we tend to not use the same old, same old stuff that we've had in the back of our minds. At least some people do. Some people learn new things and they experience new things and they may have a better understanding of things and they're not as scared anymore. Especially when it comes to something like the paranormal. And I'm seeing that many people are throwing the word demon around to identify everything that is a connection to the paranormal. Aliens are demons. Tulpas are demons. Ghosts are demons. Seeing your dead loved ones is a deception that is created by demons. You know, I get told all the time, Clyde, not everything is a conspiracy. And I say, well, not everything dealing with the supernatural is demonic. God is a supernatural being. God is paranormal. So is the Holy Spirit. So if they're paranormal and supernatural, what does that make them? Demonic? No. There's a reason why. Because we know they're not demonic. Just like we don't know exactly what the esoteric holds. But immediately, if it's something we don't understand, we call it evil or demonic. That's that's the old way of thinking. I mean, I say that the more you talk about the unknown or the occult, there are people, they'll come out of the woodwork, and I call them Christ-haunted. Why? Because they're not Christ-centered. There's a difference between being centered and being haunted. A haunting, basically, is a disembodied appearance of a formerly embodied existence. So, we can paste a Christian label on almost anything. We can put a demon label on almost anything. But just because you put a Christian label on something doesn't mean that Jesus is on the inside. Just because you put a demon label on something doesn't make it a demon. And just because you're decrying Ouija boards and other occult tools, it makes you no more righteous than the next guy. In fact, it makes you sound haunted. It makes you sound afraid. Not Christ-centered. If you're a true believer and you're Christ-centered, there's no reason to worry about it. Not worry your little, you know, worry yourself overnight about what you went on the air and you talked to Dr. Heldor. Oh, my God. See, the effect of something disembodied, like, okay, let's talk, take, for example, the disembodied Christ. It shows up in a lot of ways and, and troubling things, like, for example, politics. And there is a commandment about not speaking about God in vain, which includes invoking God for a political reason. And I always, I was always taught that that's a sin. But if people are Christ-haunted and not Christ-centered, it's an easy thing to do. I believe this candidate is going to further my belief in God. Really? I was reading the other day in, uh, in Drudge, they, there's a book out now calling Trump the Christ. I'm like, are you kidding me? They did that with Barack Obama as well. Apotheosis is evil, in my opinion. I just don't get how people can pick and choose the apotheosis with, with a candidate. And there's always, just under the surface of our genteel hospitality, is this simmering anger. And this anger shows itself frequently in a style of Christian preaching that seems to offer God's love with one hand and then swinging a clenched fist of God's wrath in the other hand. In our Christ-haunted culture, we forget what God said about vengeance. It's not ours. 
It's his. I mean, we forget a good many things about the Bible when it comes to, oh my God, they're playing with demons again. We forget about forgiveness. We forget about the second mile, the other cheek, peace on earth. We forget about judge and, and, and not judge others. And of course, the day after Halloween or the day of Halloween, there's so many people that are willing to give their opinion about just how satanic thinking about the dead is, just how bad that might be and how unhealthy that is. And I, I just shake my head and go, what? You don't want to open your mind? I, no one wants you to worship Satan. Hell no. No one wants you to do that. But being aware of it keeps you centered if you know the difference. And I don't think most people do. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. We'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.